What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, Cavalier Central, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Look, that game, that game was right up my alley. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love watching, you know, these like random young um, uh, rookie second year, like guys straight out of Europe, like those types of guys, because I'm really, really interested in player development. I'm really, really interested in like how these guys, um, you know, look as rookies and then how they look in five years from now. Um, but, you know, at a certain point where you see Kendrick Williams run three straight pick and rolls with Tony Bradley, it the game gets a little bit less fun to watch, especially when a team like the Thunder are, like, so clearly not particularly trying to win the game. Um, but anyways, like, I had a fun time watching this game. Um, the Wizards just beat the Thunder 119 to 107. It's helpful that the Wizards played so bad in the game, like, wasn't particularly a blowout. Um... If you look at the win probability, the game was never really, really in doubt. Like throughout the whole and basically the whole entire game, um, the win probability for the Wizards was never really less than like 60, 70 ish percent. Um, so, you know, pretty, pretty significant win. Um, for the Thunder, like Shea Goders Alexander, um, he's been out for a while. Um, Al Horford is sitting for the rest of the season. Um, Lou Dort was out with a hip injury. If I had to make my best guess i would guess hip soreness um part of that like he played yesterday and he played really really well um you know i mean the whole thunder's whole demo is that they don't necessarily want to win these games um so you know they can have blue Dort out here like being the perfect guy to guard bradley Beal. you know playing really really well um you know it, it, might, it might just give them a chance of blue Dort playing this one so he set out um yeah so um, the Wizards, their record gets pushed to 24 and 33. The Thunder's record, um, drops down to 20 and 38. Um, you know, exactly what they want. Um, so good for them. Um, looking at the team stats for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they're 30th in the league in point differential at minus 9.1, which is ridiculously low. Um, they're actually first in the league in terms of, um, wins, um, how am I going to put this? Wins, win differential, which is how many wins do you have versus how many expected wins you have. Um, they've won 6.5 more games than expected, which is 
an insanely high number. Um, they're 30th in the league in offense with an offense rating of 104.6, and they're 21st in the league in defense with a defense rating of 113.7. I want to very, very quickly pull up um, some of their lineup data because um, like some of their like their defense has been solid this, or not solid, but like not like you know one of the five worst defenses in, in the league. Um, and a lot of that is due to Al Horford being you know such a good defender. Um, so I want to look at their stats off the court, Al Horford. Um, and also like part of that, like Lou, Lou Dort's also an awesome individual defender. Um, I do have some questions actually about like some of his like team defense stuff. Um, but you know, he's still young and also, um, he's just such a good on ball guy. Like at a certain point, it doesn't really matter that much. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to pull up their stats with, uh, or Shea. it's an alphabetical order. I make this mistake every time. Okay. So the thunder, um, their lineup data without, Al Horford, Lugan Stewart, or Shea Gilders-Alexander on the floor. Um, their point differential is at a minus 11.8, which is, I think, 2.8 worse than usual than before. Um, their offensive rating drops way, way down to 100.9, which is third, which is, third, which is in the third percentile. And their defense rating is 112.6, which is in the 52nd percentile. Um, so, yeah, not a very good team in particular that the Wizards played. Um, but I'll talk about how the Thunder were able to stay in it a little bit. Um... So the Wizards um, offense rating, I'll go over it. So I'm going over the four factors and overview type stuff. Um, offense rating for the Wizards in this game was 115.5, and the Thunder was 102.9. Um, so not that much higher than we've seen before um, with these guys out there. Wizards um, effective field percentage 56, 55.6. Thunder was 51.2. Wizards turnover rate was uh, 11.5, and the Thunder was 18.3. Um, both had um, both teams had an offense rebound rate of 22, and the Wizards had a free throw rate of 19.1, and the Thunder had one of 26.5. Um, going over some of the you know top line box score uh, type of stuff. Um, Bradley Beal um, looks really really good today. Um, you know as he should have. Um, no offense to Kendrick. Well, no, I'll get into that later. Um, but Bradley Beal had thirty points, um, twelve for twenty one from the field, three or four from the free throw line. So twenty or thirty points coming on twenty three shooting possessions, which is really good. Um, Bertans came back to, um, tonight and he looked really really good out there. Um, he had twenty one points. Um, six to 12 from three, all his attempts were from three, um, three to three at the line. So those 21 points coming on, um, 13 and a half shooting possessions, which is absolutely awesome. Um, Robin Lopez at 17 points, <laughs> which is, <laughs> it's so funny watching him in the post because like, he has such like an old man game, but like it, it works. It's effective. Uh, I touched on last podcast, like how the gap between his post-up numbers per possession, um, and the second best guy which is Ennis Cantor in the league per possession is just it's a massive gap um so he had 17.7 for nine from the field three or five at the line so 17 points on uh 11 and a half shooting possessions is really good um Gafford had 13 points off the bench in 16 minutes and um I guess uh, Westbrook had 13 points 17 assists 11 rebounds was plus 12 but it was five for 18 from the field and two of six at the line um going over some of the Thunder guys um Darius Baisley um he's interesting I'll I'll touch on him in a second, but, um, so we had 26 points, um, seven for 19 from the field, 11, 13 from the line. So 26 points coming on 25 and a half shooting possessions. Not super efficient. Um, Kendrick Williams had 15 points, five or 10 from the field, three or four, um, from the free throw line, two or four from three, um, Taylor Maladon had 14 points, um, five, 15 for the field, two, two from the line. Um, Tony Bradley, um, is actually good. <laughs> um, he, on 10 shooting possessions, he had 16 points. Um, also had three rebounds or wait, what? Yeah. Three rebounds. Um, Savima Luke and Ty Jerome both had 11 points. Um, and that's pretty much it for the significant, um, Oklahoma City Thunder players. No, I do want to throw in Alexei Pokushevsky had eight points, three of 11 from the field, two of eight from three. Um, not afraid to shoot though, which is something I love about him. 
Um, yeah, so, so the first thing that I must, must, must emphasize is that this game was kind of close for a little bit. And the Thunder starting lineup was Darius Baisley, Alexei Pokushevsky, Kenrick Williams, um, Moses Brown, and Teo Maladon. Um, just to give a little bit of background about these guys, last year, Teo Maladon um, was um, playing at ASVEL in France. Um, you know, A League in France, you know, a pretty solid league, um, better than college, but he averaged. 6.5 points per game playing 15.6 minutes per game um so not you know he, he wasn't the greatest player on earth um in um let's see 22 year league games he averaged 7.4 points which is you know kind of the best some of the best basketball um in the world outside of the u.s um but yeah he was a what 20 30 30 something pick in the draft um actually i can look at it um right here on basketball reference tail maladon was the um 34th pick in the draft. Um, Alexei Pokushevsky last year was playing at Olympiakos B, um, which is the Greek second division. Um, also where Giannis played, but still the Greek second division. Um, he only pl- he played 22.6 minutes per game in the Greek second division. Um, he averaged 10.8 points and 7.9 rebounds, again, in the Greek second division. All that on pretty poor efficiency, 32.1% from three and 40.4% from the field overall. Um, they don't have true shooting on proballers.com. Um, but yeah, that's where Alexei Pokushevsky was last year. Um, Kendrick Williams last year was on the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, he was playing 21.3 minutes per game on the Pelicans, averaging 3.5 points. Um, he's also, he's 26 at this point. Um, I actually thought he'd be older. Um, but yeah, um, so then their other starter, um, who do I want to do next? Moses Brown. I'll do Moses Brown. So he was not, he was undrafted last year coming out of UCLA. Um, he is 21 years old. Um, last season, he only played 20 games for the Portland Trailblazers. No, he played nine games for the Portland Trailblazers. He averaged 1.2 points. He only played 3.7 minutes per game. Um, he did not get um, re-signed by them, which I actually thought was a little bit surprising because he's so big and he can move. Um, he played on the OKC Blue um, this year in the G League bubble, I believe. Um and yeah, who's the other starter that I'm missing that I want to go over? Um, oh yeah, also, I don't know if I said Moses Brown was undrafted. Um, Darius Baisley. Um, Darius Baisley two years ago spent the whole entire year preparing for the draft as an intern at New Balance being paid a million dollars after he decommitted from Syracuse. Last year, he was the 23rd pick in the draft. Um, he's 20 um, years old. He turns um, 21 in a couple months. Um, last year, he only played, he played 61 games, averaged 18.5 minutes per game and scored 5.6 points per game. This year, he's playing obviously a lot more in a completely different role. Um, but those are your starters for <laughs> for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Not the greatest group in the world. Um, just going down the list, the guy, the other guys that play in the rotation, Jalen Horde, um, who I believe is on the Trailblazers last year, I want to say, and then um, got moved for nothing or got cut. Um, Tony Bradley got moved for nothing from the um, Philadelphia 76ers as he was their third center and completely out of their rotation. Savaislav Mihailuk got traded for Hamadou Diallo in a pick this year. Um, he wasn't playing that much on the Pistons because he was behind Sadiq Bey in the rotation. Ty Jerome did not really play at all last year for the um, Phoenix Suns. He was a later first round pick i want to say like 24th ish pick in the draft um but he got moved in the chris paul deal just has salary cap filler and justin robinson um was not on a team a month ago <laughs> and now he's playing 11 minutes for the thunder so this is i cannot stress enough that this is not necessarily a real nba team this is a, like m- there's more g league guys 
on this team than actual like NBA players. Um, there's probably only like Kendrick Williams is probably the only guy who belongs in an NBA rotation right now. Like maybe Tony Bradley, like he's an acceptable backup center. Um, but so I have a 10-man rotation, only have one and maybe two of those guys. Oh, actually, Svi Mahaliluk, I think, is actually an NBA-level rotation player. So maybe like two or three of the 10 guys in your rotation actually be NBA rotation-level players. That's not a <laughs> that's not a good recipe for winning basketball games. Um, but here's a, so I'll talk about Bradley Beal first. Um, Bradley Beal looked really really good today. Um, he could kind of get to his spots um, whenever he wanted a lot in the first half. Um, in the second half, the Thunder adjusted and they kind of said like we're going to let anyone else beat us besides Bradley Beal. Um, but the way that Bradley Beal was able to pick his spots a lot in the first half was um, he was being guarded by Kendrick Williams. Um, Kendrick Williams' best position is as a power forward. Um, so for a power forward to be able to you know guard Bradley Beal at all um, is actually really really impressive. But you know kind of looking at their the Thunder starting lineup, Kendrick Williams is actually like the starting shooting guard because um, it's Tao Maladon, Kendrick Williams at the two, Darius Baisley I guess at the three, Alexei Pokushevsky at the four, and Moses Brown at the five. Um, so you have Kendrick Williams guarding um, Russ Bradley Beal. I think he did like you know a perfectly fine job considering that he's a power forward on Bradley Beal. Like that's kind of that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but like every time he got screened, it's hard for guys of that size. Like he's six six, but he's like more built. Um, so it's hard for someone of that size to kind of get around screens, like get skinny through screens, especially as many off ball screens as Bradley Beal comes off. Um, so the Thunder were trying to do a lot of switching, trying to have a lot of guys come to level the screen, like Moses Brown. Um, you know, Moses Brown is mobile for someone who's seven foot two, but he's not like mobile for you know, guarding Bradley Beal. Um, so it was really, really tough for the Thunder at the beginning of the game with that combination out there. Um, Tony Bradley did a lot better. Tony Bradley has just like really, really long arms and he kind of knows what he's doing a little bit more. Um, he's a little bit more engaged off the ball um, in terms of um, responsibilities because so every time Bradley Beal would come off the screen or anything, they'd kind of have the guy who was guarding the screener kind of jump up um, and help deny it a little bit. Uh, or just help off if Bradley Beal caught the ball, and that was Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley did a much, much better job of executing than Moses Brown. Like, Moses Brown is in the second year in the league, like, obviously, and he wasn't even in the league for half the year. Um, so he's obviously, like, you can't expect him to perfectly execute a scheme on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, the Thunder played the Raptors yesterday. Um, so, you know, it's it's really, really tough to ask for um, someone like Moses Brown. Um, but Tony Bradley, I thought that it's all a job when he was in. Like, I thought Tony Bradley was actually good um, in this game, and he was a big reason why the Thunder, like, started to come back a little bit just because he provides, you know, some level of rim protection on defense, which the Thunder had none of for most of the game. Um, but, yeah, so going over Bradley Beal's shot chart, he was 4 of 5 from inside the restricted area, 2 of 5 from in floater range, 3 of 7 from mid-range, and then 2 of 2 above the break from 3 and 1 of 2 from the corners. Um, so, you know, all around really, really um, efficient game from Bradley Beal. Um, I want to look at the Wizards as a team, actually, for the shot charts. <laughs> so they were, as a team, 20 of 21 from inside the restricted area, which is insane. That's 95.2% um, shooting inside the restricted area. They also got to the free throw line 29 times, and they only made 17. Um, but that's an absolutely ridiculous percentage. A lot of that is just from, you know, extending out the defense from the threat of Bradley Beal shooting the ball. Um you know, having him come off as many um, ball screens as possible. Um, but also, like, so the one thing I will say about the Thunder is that their point of attack defense is not good at all. Like, it's so easy to blow by them. Um, they're also just really, really, really bad at closeouts. Um, so <laughs> every time that the ball was swung, um, it was just, like, in their closing out, it was either a blow by, wide open shot, a rotation, like, and then the Thunder and full rotation are not that good. Um, and again, this is because you have young players. Like, young players, they're, like, 20, 21, 19 years old, like, I can't, like, I can't imagine, like, that's really, really hard to be thrown into an NBA situation and expect to complete, like, actual four rotations and, you know, help side defense responsibilities and all that kind of stuff. Like, Pokushevsky is 
one of the worst guys I've ever seen in my life at closing. Uh, that's a little bit of exaggeration, but like one of the worst guys in the NBA probably right now, you know, closing out, like he's just awful. Um, like he has like no technique or anything. He just kind of runs at the guy and it's so easy to blow by him. Um, he's got burned so many times, but you know, that's kind of what you expect out of someone coming from the Greek second division last year who only like was just like, wasn't a star in it or anything. He was just kind of playing. Um, so what are you going to do? Like, and then you have like Darius Baisley. He's not that great of a help side defender. Like the only guy that you have that's really, really good at defense on this whole team is like Kendrick Williams. And then I think Tony Bradley's a solid defender. Um, besides that, it's kind of a disaster. Like Ty Jerome cannot move his feet with, <laughs> with Russell Westbrook. Like you shouldn't, like you shouldn't expect him to like Justin Robinson can't really, you know, what is he doing out there? Um, I'm actually kind of confused that they signed Justin Robinson. I feel like there's got to be someone else out there that has a little bit more upside that's, you know, you can kind of get on one of these 10-day or, you know, minimum contracts. Like, where is, um, who's the guy? Where's Gabriel Deck? I want to see Gabriel Deck in this game. Uh, just throw him out there, see what he can do. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so, guarding Bradley Beal, absolute disaster for the Thunder. Um, one thing I will say is that um, I will give uh, Mark Dagnall a lot of credit. I think Mark Dagnall is actually a really, really good coach. Um, just to have this team competing at all with these players, like as I went through, there were, you know, like guys, like it's pretty shocking that these guys have competed in any games at all this whole entire season. Um, but yeah, so, um, so basically in the second half, anytime that Bradley Beal drove to the basket, it was basically a collapse. Um, the whole entire weak side shifted all the way over both guys. And sometimes like they're willing to at times leave. Well, I don't know if they're willing to, but a lot of times Alexei Pokushevsky and like guys like that were guarding, um davis bertans on the weak side and bertans would just be left wide open um that's like the quality of his three-point looks tonight were really really good he was able to get 12 of them up um usually teams are better at preventing him from shooting that many um but the thunder were not um so he got he shot 12 and made six which is a really unbelievably good percentage um but a lot of that is just because the defense was collapsing on Bradley Beal. They swung the ball. They got it to him. I mean, he just got good looks. Um, a lot of that is because Alexei Pokushevsky, for some reason, was guarding him. And Alexei Pokushevsky was, was either doesn't know the scouting report or is falling asleep on defense or a little bit of combination of both. Like, I don't know how much basketball he was watching in Greece, but like Davis Bertans can shoot the ball. you got to stay attached to him. Um, there are times where he's like helping off the strong side corner on Davis Bertans. Like, what are you doing? Um, but again, he's like 19 years old. I think he, he might be 18. Um, I'm Pretty sure Alexei Pokushevsky is the youngest player in the league right now. He was born December 26, 2001. Yeah, so he he's 19 years old in 144 days. Okay, so it's tough. It's tough for someone like that to, you know, have uh, remember responsibility, know his personnel um, really, really well. That's kind of the thing you learn when you get older, you watch more film, you, you know, read the scouting report. Like, yeah, it's it's so hard for him. Um, I kind of feel bad. Um, but anyways, um, you know, it's an NBA game. You got to uh, do what you have to do. Um I don't know what else. Oh, I want to talk about Russell Westbrook. Um, Westbrook was not very good tonight, um, which is kind of surprising because he should have been kind of unguardable by these guys. Um, something that was interesting is that a lot of times, like when Baisley was out there, they had Darius Baisley guard Russell Westbrook and kind of try to just bait him into taking bad shots. Um, and Russell Westbrook a lot of the times took the bait. Um, the whole entire Wizards team got into the paint, as I said before, 21 times. They finished in there 20 times. Russell Westbrook got all the way into the paint, into the restricted area one time and finished that one time. Um, he was one for six from floater range. He shot seven shots from mid-range and made two and four shots from three and made one. Um, that's not good shot distribution at all. And that is a direct effect of how the um, Thunder were playing him. Like they were going to give him that shot from mid-range all day long. If you want to shoot 15-foot bank shots every single play, the Thunder 
would have won the game, first of all. But second of all, they, they're just going to give him that because they know that they're going to win the game if he shoots that every single time. They know that they're winning the possession, make or miss, if Russell Westbrook shoots that shot. Darius Baisley knows it too. Like Darius Baisley, his job is just kind of like stand back, you know, let him shoot. Um, if he drives, they're going to collapse. Russell Westbrook's going to make the right kickout play. Like he's really, really good at that. Um, you know, but they baited him into taking bad shots, and he did. Um, uh, it's kind of like it's kind of hard to judge tonight because like you can look at the Thunder roster and know that the Wizards were going to win that game. Um, so how much do you, like how much does that really impact um, the grand scheme of things for him to you know work, get some a little in game rep, shooting some shots? Um, but I don't know. It's it's kind of tough to it's tough to gauge this game at all. Like how to judge it? Um, just because the team the team that the Wizards are playing was just so weak. <laughs> like no offense to the Thunder, but come on. Um, but yeah, like Russell Westbrook didn't play well at all tonight. I don't care that he got uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I will say that like Darius Baisley, I I want to I do want to talk about I want to go through some of the Thunder players because I think they're so interesting. 18 minutes in, okay, we'll talk a little bit about um, Thunder. Okay, I'll talk about how the Thunder had like any offensive success at all, and how it was kind of sad. Um, so the pick the guys that were running pick and rolls in this game was so weird. Like Kendrick Williams, I've never seen in my life run a pick and roll until tonight. Um, well, I guess until like previous Thunder games I've watched this season, but like. Before the season, I've never seen Kendrick Williams run a pick and roll. And they were running that a few times. Like, Darius Baisley running pick and roll is is weird. Um, Alexei Pokushevsky running pick and roll is to be expected, but it's it's weird. Like, Tam Maladon run a ton of, ton of pick and roll. Like, like Savima Hailuk is not a guy that you particularly want running pick and roll. Like, Ty Jerome, obviously. Um, but, um, <laughs> like, their offense, like, they should not have gotten into the paint as easily as they were able to to get kickouts. Um, the Thunder shot a lot of threes tonight. They shot... Um, 34% of the shots from three, they were able to get up, um, let's see, 33 threes tonight, um, which is a lot more than they should have been able to. A lot of them were above the break, and they shot pretty well, like, to their credit. Um, just to go over, like, some of the guys who are making it, um, like, who was shooting well? Like, Svima Hailuk had was three for five. Ty Jerome was three for five. Um, and then, like, Tim Maladon, two for five. Kendrick Williams, two for four. Um but they should not have been able to get penetration that easily. That is a very, like, that's a big indictment on the Wizards' point of attack defense that the Thunder were able to get anything um, inside the paint and get any, like, sort of rotations on the Wizards' players. Um, that should not have happened. They, the Wizards really, really should have gone under every single ball screen. I don't know why they weren't. I'm um, a part of it, like, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook are not not good at all um, guarding ball screens. They're not good. Like, it's it got really, really exposed tonight that the Thunder were able to get anything offensively because of that. Um I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Like, if you want to really, really make the playoffs, you have to defend. Um, and you have to have guards that can defend at the point of attack. Because at the end of the day, in the Eastern Conference, there's a ton of good guards. Like, I can go... Actually, I would, I'll pull up the NBA standings. Um, so if you just kind of go down the list of every single team in the Eastern Conference that's above the Wizards in terms of record right now, um, 76ers, um, <laughs> Seth Curry, uh, that's that way to start it off. Um, but Nets um, have James Harden and Kyrie Irving. The Bucks have Drew Holiday, um, Dante DiVincenzo, I guess. Um, Hawks, Trey Young, Celtics, Kemba Walker, Knicks. <laughs> Man, this is not going as smoothly as I thought. Uh, Emmanuel quickly, Alfred Payton, <laughs> I guess. RJ Barrett, I guess. But, you know, pass that one up. Um, the Heat, Goran Dragic, um, even like Tyler Hero can operate and pick and roll a little bit. Um, 
I mean, also like Jimmy Butler is going to be their on-ball guy. Um, Tornets have Terry Ogier, Devontae Graham, and LaMelo Ball, um, who can all capably run pick and roll. Um, the Pacers have Malcolm Brogdon, who's really, really good in the pick and or not really, really good, um, but, you know, he can run pick and roll. And then the Bulls obviously have Zach Levine, who's um, turned into a huge offensive weapon in the pick and roll, um, or even now pick and pop with Vucevic. Um, and you have to have guys that can guard that. And then, like, you, the Raptors are right behind the Wizards with Fred and Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Like, if those two guys get back... Um, you have to be able to guard these guys. Like every team in the East has threats. Um, if you want to ever compete in the Eastern Conference at all, like those guys have to step up defensively, like just straight up. Like you're never ever going to compete on defense if you have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook being this bad on defense because they're guards. Like you cannot move these guys down. If you move Bradley Beal down to the three, then he's guarding threes. Then that's a disaster. You have Russell Westbrook then guarding twos. Like these two guys, you cannot have two guards that are guard size that are that bad defensively. It's a big issue for like uh, teams like the Thunder or not the Thunder, the Trailblazers who have had big issues with team building because their guards are not that good at defense. Um, CJ McCollum is actually probably better at defense um than Bradley Beal like right now um I think Bradley Beal probably has a higher ceiling but CJ McCollum is better right now at defense and Damian Lillard is way better defense right now than Russell Westbrook um and they've had tons of issues so it's it's they they just have to step up like this game was kind of just big in my like a big kind of sticking point in my mind as to um just how bad the Wizards are defensively um so yeah I want to go over I want to talk about all the, some, a lot of the Thunder Young guys super super quick and then I'll go over my notes and then that'll be that um Darius Baisley he just has to get stronger um he has to get more moves in the paint like a little bit more craft a little bit more change of pace um he's a good vertical athlete I don't know if he's an incredible like first step guy um He's long. He has a long, like he does a Euro step every time though um, from right to left. Like he has to get better than that. He has to get a little bit better with his right hand around the rim. Um, Obviously tighten up the handle. I think he made some actually pretty interesting passing reads that were really, really intriguing to me. Um, And if he gets the shot down, he's like, he's an athlete. Like I think he's pretty interesting. And then defensively, he just has to get better off the ball. Um, But yeah, I think like if I were the Wizards and the Thunder said, hey, we'll give you Darius Baisley for Rui Hachimura straight up right now. Like I would honestly take that. I think that Darius Baisley has really, really interesting upside as a player. Um, Alexei Pogushevsky obviously needs to put on a ton of strength. He's terrible, terrible, terrible defensively on the ball, off the ball. Um, And he makes tons of terrible offense decisions. But he's so interesting because he'll have flashes. Like he had this one play. It was like he picked up the ball, did a little swim move over Neto, um, did a behind the back pass with his left hand. Like just his level of coordination and balance for someone that of his size is so, so interesting. Um, he can dribble. He's actually like, he makes like legitimate like reads in the pick and roll, which is so, so interesting for someone of his size, but he's so terrible at everything else. Like he's not very good at shooting yet. He's not a very good decision maker overall. Like he had two offensive fouls in this game and he's that skinny. Like, how is that even possible? Um, but yeah, he needs a ton of work, but also he's one of the youngest guys in the league. You know, as I said before, um, it'll be so interesting to where he's at in five years. Like if you told me that he was like, a really like if you told me he was an all-star I wouldn't be surprised if you told me like he was just completely out of league playing in Greece for the Olympiacos A team I wouldn't be surprised either um Kendrick Williams um I actually think he'd be really good on a like championship level team um like as like an eighth man seventh man off the bench like kind of like Markeith Morris's role last year for the Lakers um but yeah so Moses Brown um he's just so big and he's an athlete um like I think he's interesting he needs a lot of work in terms of um, just like kind of what to do, but if you just kind of simplify his role down to be a drop coverage big and then just 
um, go dunk the ball and get offensive rebounds. Like he's a really, really good rebounder. Um, I think that he can be a pretty like solid backup center, um, which is pretty good for like if you like cost controlled backup center um, is a nice little role to fill. Um, Tail Maladon, I'm not as high on him as other people seem to be. Um, I didn't like he ran a lot of pick and roll. I didn't really see anything that caught my eye. Like I didn't see him like even like snake or like you know keep his defender in jail and like make a secondary read. Like I didn't see him reading second level defense. It was either it was always either he was going to shoot a floater, he was going to pass to the roller, um, or he was just going to dribble it back out or you know kick out strong side and then just like reset the play. Like I didn't think that Tail Maladon was really really that intriguing um, to me personally. Um, and I don't think like. I don't know. I don't really know what to think of Tail Maladon. Like, I'm much more interested in to see what Alexei Pokushevsky and Darius Baisley are um, than Tail, like, Tail Maladon. Um, Jalen Horde, um, they played Jalen Horde at center a lot in this game, which is interesting. Um, he can move his feet well. He's a good athlete. Um, I don't really know what else is really there with him. Um, and I'm, I'm like, he might be out of the league by next year. Um, so if I saw high Luke, um, I think he's really, really like, I think he's solid. Um, he can really, really shoot the ball. He can really, really move without the ball. He's a good athlete. Um, he can also get to the rim a little bit. Um, you know, he has a little bit with the dribble, not a great passer, not, you know, if he's the shots not there and the drive isn't there, um, you don't really want him handling the ball at all. Um, and then defensively questionable, um, at times, I think that he can hold up against like shooting guards though. Um, just on the ball. Um, Ty Jerome, um, his shots kind of like he made three of five. Um, and some of his shots off the dribble were kind of like the footwork on it were just it was just like off. Um, so I'm not quite convinced of him as a high level shooter. Um, besides just like off the catch, but like I think he's a guy that you could probably go under against. Um, you know he's a good ball handler. Like you saw all the stuff. Like he's a you know big guard with size um, that can kind of shoot a little bit. Um, you know the Suns kind of let him go. I think that's a little bit telling of what they think of him um, in terms of long-term future, especially for a team that did need a backup point guard and he just couldn't get in the game last year at all. Um, I'm not very convinced on Ty Jerome. Um, and then Justin Robinson, like, I don't think he's really a player at all. <laughs> so I don't want to talk too much about him. Um, yeah, so that's that's just kind of what I think about all the Thunder young guys. Um, I do want to shout out Lugan Stewart. I think he's super, super interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of, I'm disappointed that he didn't play in this game. Um, but, you know, as I said before, um, you know, if you have a little bit of hip soreness and you've been playing really, really well on the Thunder, um, that's enough to, you know, have you sit out a game. Um, so <laughs> the first thing I wrote down in my notes is that the starting lamps are hilarious. Um, the Wizards also started Howell Neto. Um, so it was like Westbrook, Neto, and Beal as the Wizards, like, three-headed guard backcourt against the Teo Maladon, Kendrick Williams backcourt. <laughs> um, I thought that was hilarious. Um, talked about Lugan Stewart one second ago. Um Oh, there's this one play the Wizards got a dunk um, because Pokushevsky didn't help the helper. Um, and then, like, two plays later, um, he inbounded the ball right to Bradley Beal for a wide-open layup, like, after a made basket. That was typical Pokushevsky shenanigans. Um, I wrote my notes pretty early in the game. Um, Russ is way stronger than Darius Baisley. He can just get to the rim um, despite the size difference. Um, and that was the only time that happened. After I wrote that note down, I kind of—I guess I jinxed it. Um I wrote, oh yeah, I wrote my notes, like, all the players on the Thunder are actually good at making the weak side corner kickout. Um, Poku, um, Kendrick Williams, Darius basically like, all made pretty interesting ones in this game, which were not things that I um, particularly thought that, like, you know, Darius Basley and Kendrick Williams um, really, really had in their games. Um, <laughs> Bradley Beal stole another inbound pass from Pokushevsky in the first quarter. I don't know how many inbound passes Pokushevsky threw after that one. Um, yeah, I wrote my, like, Darius Basley is actually a pretty intriguing passer to me. Um, that's kind of something like if that gets unlocked, like that makes him a really, really interesting like prospect a couple of years down the line. Um, <laughs> Ty Drum took a pull up three and it looked really ugly. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, at one point Russell Westbrook tried to sham God. Um, he basically 
the end of his sham god was basically him handing the ball to the other team. I believe it was to Ty Jerome who led a fast break and then just threw it out of bounds. Um, but I don't think it was his fault because like Darius Bazley was supposed to um, get wide and deep to the corner and he was throwing it there and Darius Bazley was cutting to the rim even though Moses Brown was already there. Um, so, you know, it happens sometimes. Um, Poku, <laughs> uh, here's, so... Um, Poku got switched on to um, Robin Lopez, and that's what led to the behind-the-back play. Um, I wrote in my notes, of course, Bradley Beal missed the help responsibility, but still, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, um, Poku got switched on to Neto. Oh, There's one hilarious play. Poku, Alexei Pokushevsky got switched on to Howell Neto. Um, you know, he dribbled out. He, like, was pointing his fingers, telling guys where to go. Just shot a pull-up three and missed it really, really badly. Um, he's just, he's so fun. Like, he's fun to watch just because the flashes are so good, and then the downs are, like, so, so, so bad. Um... Or the Thunder actually competing because of how, how easily they are in getting into the paint and making simple drop-down passes with lack of help. Um, yeah, the Thunder are actually pretty good at making those drop-down passes and those kick-out corner reads. Um, and then they have bigs like uh, Moses Brown and Tony Bradley who do have a lot of size and they can finish well around the rim. Um, <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Thunder cut the lead to four. All of a sudden, in, in comes Jalen Horde. Um, yeah, no offense to Jalen Horde, um, but he's not as good as Tony Bradley or Moses Brown, um, especially at the center position. Um, I wrote... It really shouldn't be this easy for the Thunder to get in the lane. They're just driving right into the paint and doing whatever they want. It's sad. Um, yes. Um, if <laughs> I wrote my notes. It feels like every time um, the Thunder want to run, Horde comes in and checks in at the five. Um, I wrote Gafford. So, yeah, Gafford, I think, um, is a, like, his ceiling is back up until he shows that he can switch or he can do stuff out of the perimeter, um, at least as a passer a little bit. Um, and, like, at one point he got switched on to Tail Maladon. Tail Maladon just did a little bit of hesita- hesitation, um, like, not – a super super hard one though, and then just like basically waltzed right by him to the rim. Um, the help responsibility defense wasn't there at all, obviously, of course. Um, so not completely on Gafford, but he just basically walked right by Gafford, especially for someone who doesn't have that good of a first step. Um, that was not a good sign. I uh, wrote at one point in the fourth quarter, Svi is good. Um, yes, cosign myself on that one. Um, <laughs> I wrote the way should not be scored on, should not ever get scored on when Kendrick Williams is running a pick and roll. Um, yeah, that's not a good thing. It was an empty side pick and roll, which was a struggle with, though. Um, it's sad how much these guys are just blowing right Russ every time. They, yeah, like, Russ is just not good at defense at all. That was that was a really bad Russ game. Um, but, you know, um, I'd rather see a bad Russ game against Oklahoma City Thunder than against, you know, a higher-level opponent. Um, <laughs> I wrote, late in the game, um, the Thunder, the game is a little bit close. The Thunder sub out uh, Tony Bradley and sub in Jalen Horde. And then I wrote, my last note was, and then in comes... Pokushevsky and Teo Maladon to close out the loss. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's it. Um, the Wizards play against the um, Golden State Warriors next game. Um, I believe that's seven. Um, so yeah, I'll have podcasts coming out that night or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.